last time on Join the Party. We're working our way out of the time loop, but not without dealing with our families first. Dez takes the LT3 to the only person he knows who can deal with time problems, his dad, G-Day. At his house out in College Park, G-Day whips himself into a charismatic whirlwind in the kitchen, while particularly needling Dez about anything and everything as Dez sat quietly with John Paul. G-Day figures out that the game cartridge in the modded Time N64 is what's keeping the time loop going. And if you put the game in a different N64, it should lead you out of the time loop. Unfortunately, this would not just bring you back to your regular place, but lead you into the raw plane of time, and you would have to navigate your way out. On the eve of the final loop, Aggie reaches out to her siblings, Val real talks with their mom, and Milo pretends to have a seance to try to sidestep talking to his dad, which Hank Lane figures out real fast. The next morning, Aggie, Val, Milo, and John Paul step through the TV out to the sea of time. Can they navigate their way home, or will they be caught in the tide? Let's get the party started. You all, and John Paul, did not mean for that to rhyme, but welcome. Nice. We're on a ship, things rhyme, are gathering your bearings on this ideal pirate ship. And it is a metaphorically ideal pirate ship because it is, in fact, a metaphor for stealing through the seas of time, with the infinite canvas of colors above you and the glittery purple-black time ocean below. So, those are some things that would be different than sailing on an ocean. The other thing about sailing through the seas of time is the flow of the tide. Ordinarily, the waves flow in one direction, you know, in a straight line. We all saw the perfect storm with all those great Boston accents in the perfect storm. I didn't see that. I'm sorry. It's fine. You're not missing much. There's a lot of Boston accents, lots of waves. <laughs> it was it, The storm was perfect, but it was a real storm, not a metaphorical storm. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, see, because I'm still thinking about You, Me, and Dupree, which is the pop culture reference that I was trying to make around you all and John Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about it. Is Matthew McConaughey in it? No, it's Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Uh, okay, so it yes, it, yes, So you are, yes, the answer yes, is yes. yes. Owen Wilson as John Paul. <laughs> John Paul. Oh, wow, guys, the time, wow. <laughs> but here, the waves are pulling to the right, curved in a clockwise fashion as the uh, rapids pull in as you are floating on the edge of the massive whirlpool of time. Steering on till yonder, trying to get back to your own time. And uh, Milo is just gripping that controller hard. Like a, like a really intense Mario 64 game. Yeah, I have my like gamer grip going on, you know. Using my pointer finger for the B button. It's just brilliant. <laughs> this is a claw. You're gonna, your hand's going to hurt in a minute or so. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I think that there's nothing left to do, me hearties, than roll for initiative. Hey. Let's roll, baby. Dirty 20. Uh, 14. Oh my god, Julia, save these 14. Who does the tie go to? Uh, who has higher decks? I have a plus one. I have plus two. There we go. Hey, but Eric, what the fuck are we fighting? <laughs> Great question, Brandon. I actually, I thought we were just gonna fucking vibe. I actually didn't have any complaints. Sounds okay. good. <laughs> Incredible. Okay, so here's how this is going to go. On initiative one, you are going to be steering the ship. Now, it is not going to be a traditional ship because, remember, it is a metaphorical ship, so you're steering it with your mind. So we are going to do one of those collective ability check here for all of you and John Paul to steer the ship. It's going to be a DC of Wisdom 55. That is all of your stuff added together. So you three plus John Paul. Cool. That's like you three get 15s and then John Paul gets a 10 is how <laughs> is how the math works out the map. <laughs> More likely, I'll get the 10 because wisdom, not my specialty. Hey, someone's going to be getting the 10. Uh, the other thing is that someone does need to have a hand on the controller. Not necessarily at all times, 
but you should probably do it at all times. But someone does need to have a hand on the controller for the boat to be steered. The controller is installed, like I said, in the captain's wheel. And to, you know, make the metaphor go, someone needs to uh, do the metaphorical steering as it is. <laughs> so someone does need to stand there. The wheel is at the back of the ship, at the stern. And what's our objective here? Yeah, this is, what you need to do is because the uh, the seas of time are steering you towards the whirlpool into the um, clockwise embrace of a sea watery slash time disappearance and inevitability and being ripped limb from limb in the raw time jetties, uh, you need to make three successful collective wisdom checks. Cool. Okay. Okay. I would also say that uh, failing two or more might be bad when you need to really try to uh, steer your way back to your own time. So try not to do that. Okay. First in the initiative is uh, something that I rolled for before. So I want everyone to be, please make perception checks. Dirty 20. 16. 17. Cool. John Paul is leaning against just... He's kind of just like sitting on the ground, uh, leaning against the sides of the ship, and be like, "Guys, I, I wasn't si- I didn't sign up for water, water things. I'm not. It kind of makes me seasick. I know it's metaphorical water, but I don't like it. <laughs> None of us signed up for any of this, so now we're truly all in the same boat." And Aggie looks at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> just think of it as metaphorically seasick. Okay, I'm gonna metaphorically hurl on your shoes. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically, no, do not do that. (laughs) He leads over the side of the boat towards the whirlpool. And the whirlpool is massive. It is farther than the eye can see. The only thing that really gives you the indication right in front of you is that everything's kind of like listing to the right in this circular pattern. But I guess like over the horizon, which doesn't even exist, but where the glittery purple sea and the infinite colors of the sky meet, there is a, you know, dip down into the abyss of something that you don't want to go to. And heading t- towards you from that abyss, which you don't want to look to, is a fin. Oh, no. It's a sharp fin <gasps> with scarring uh, across it. And the colors is, is shimmering like... Yeah, like in the, you know in the, in the picture book the rainbow fish. Oh yeah. How they intentionally made that one really shimmery fish. Eric, you say the word shimmer, and I immediately think of rainbow fish. Yeah. So we're just on the same page. <laughs> so it is the rainbow fish. However, me describing a children's book should not belie that this thing is heading right goddamn towards you, and it is gaining speed. So going before the dirty twenty, uh, I want you to know when I rolled initiative for this thing, this thing has advantage on initiative. I rolled uh, two twenties for that. Wow, Uh, damn. So at this point, you see that the glittering sharp fin is heading right towards you, and then it disappears for a moment. And it's just a beat. There's no wind. It's just still in the emptiness of time. And then out of the water is a glittering, all colors of the rainbow, some colors you don't even see, with teeth coming in out of all directions in its nearly infinite mouth is a massive, massive shark. And in the splash panel describing this massive glittery rainbow shark, it goes, Time Shark! And below it, it says, Time Shark, protector of the time deep. Time Shark! You can imagine what font that is, that it goes Time Shark. Oh, yeah. And John Paul goes, Oh, no! (laughs) And the Time Shark, then once again, after jumping out of the water to... uh, be beautifully rendered by the artist creating the Lake Town City comic, then dives back down at another still moment as it then once again bursts out of the water and immediately barrels towards the ship uh, with its mouth open. And it is attacking one of you. Who's first in the initiative? Probably me, right? I that would be Aggie. As well. yeah. It's going to try to bite you with its infinite mouths, with infinite teeth uh, glittering in all directions beautifully because it does not like that you're here. Well, this is the most gorgeous violence I've ever seen. Time shark! <laughs> do, 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 do. Hey, does a 26 hit you? Eric, it's really mean. We talked about this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it hits. It hits. You take 31 damage. 31 shark teeth damage. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I also want you to make a uh, either an athletics or an acrobatics check. Okay, acrobatics, dirty 20. <laughs> Guys, my, my only three rolls this episode are all dirty 20s. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. So the teeth crunch around you. That's a dirty hat trick is what that is. <laughs> you are stuck within uh, the time shark's mouth, and it tries to swallow you, uh, but you are able to beat back its uh, nasty time tongue as it tries to get you in mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Time tongue was the name of my college band. The <laughs> <laughs> college band. As uh, you kind of like wrestle against its tongue, it's going to uh, try to attack Val now. Okay. Uh, does a 15 hit? Yes. Nice. These are like metaphorical hit points though, right, Eric? No, those are your real hit points. It's your real body. Uh, 19 damage. Okay. Piercing damage. And also please make either an athletics or an acrobatics check. I rolled a nine plus eight, so a 17. Oh no, that's not gonna do it. As you are gnashed within the within the mouth of the time shark, the uh, time tongue reaches out and grabs you by the foot and you are swallowed within the belly of the time shark. Oh my God. Julia, uh, what? Julia, as you were swallowed by the time shark, uh, you cannot see. It is dark in there. Well, it won't be soon. Don't worry. It is like, <laughs> it is a t- like you are tumbling down a wizard's tower, uh, landing in the gross, nasty bottom of the shark. Cool. How big is this metaphorical shark? Uh, the time shark is the size of one of those incredibly large pickups. Okay. Like the <laughs> like the super Ford F one fifty. So it's not like white whale size, but very large. Like but very large. 15 feet. Yeah, it is definitely feet. like if you lined up three time sharks tail to tip, uh, it would be the <laughs> length of a length of the metaphorical ship. Uh, yeah, in there, Julia, you have the condition, you're blinded, technically, and uh, but, you know, if things from the outside can't hit you, so you're chilling in the belly of the, of the time shark. Cool, cool, cool. It is now Aggie's turn. Okay, first thing, I'm gonna eat a mushroom to fortify myself. Hell yeah, dog. All right, what, what does it feel like when you eat the mushroom? Are you, like, trying drugs for the first time? Uh, She's like, it's like your RA is taking LSD in front of you. That's different. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think Aggie has it in, like, that special tiny pocket in your jeans. Like, there's the tiny pocket <laughs> and then the real pocket Yeah. All in your pocket. And she had one there just in case. She kind of regards it, crosses herself reflexively, and then takes it. Hell yeah. For Val, it was like you were eating spicy food. What does this feel yeah. like? Yeah. I think it feels like very, very, very good whiskey. And just kind mm-hmm. of like burning warmly on your way down mm-hmm. in a way that feels like if I were like coloring it in a coloring book, it would be like Technicolor kind of pouring down a slide to fill a grayscale panel. And I think she feels as if she's like a foot and a half taller. Honestly, you pro- because you're a monk, you probably are like a foot and a half taller. This might be <laughs> like you taking a Super Mario mushroom. And yeah, I go, yeah, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. And I think that you're just like <laughs> 1.5 your regular size. Absolutely. Great, great. Uh, that's very convenient because I'm about to punch the shark. Hell yeah, dog. Punch the time shark! <laughs> that is another dirty 20. Does that hit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that Jeez. hits. The cool. dice really want you to roll a 20. They do. So I'm going to punch the shark twice, and then I'm going to do a stunning strike, which I picture as Aggie doing the, like, nerve center, like, throat chop. (laughs) And then my target must succeed on a con save or be stunned until the end of my next turn. Okay, cool. So my attacks were a dirty 20 and a 19. Oh, yeah, those both hit. Nice. Okay, cool. So I'm going to roll 2d6s plus 3. So 3 plus 6 is a 9. Um, and then I'm going to attempt, I'm going to do my stunning strikes. I'm going to, I'm going to throat chop. I'm going to like chop this shark on the side of the throat and it has to succeed in a con save. Okay. So because you're super size, add another D6 to all of your damage. Ah, uh, tight as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so that's an 18 in total. Okay. I rolled 18. four and a five on my extra Hell D6s. yes. That is 18 punching damage. I love you growing 1.5 the size and then just trying to uppercut the time chart. Wouldn't you, oh, yeah. Eric? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. would. I would love that. Um, and now I have to make a constitution saving throw? Oh, I rolled a natural 20, my friend. No! What? I rolled the, the, the gold dice wants me to roll a natural 20. So, uh, no, unfortunately, resist the stunning strike. I like the idea that, like, the stunning strike, like, reverberates through its body, and I feel like it almost, like, sends it back. Is a ripple effect. Like, it ripples out, but then it turns it back as a ripple in, like a reverse tide, and a resist that. And then I think... Finally, just as a free action, I'm going to turn to Milo or Kilanova. Did we, are we in costume? I guess we are. 
We all know each other. It's fine, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, no one's looking at you. There's no this paparazzi. This guy's seen us out of costume, so I don't think yeah, it really true. matters at this Unless point. the time shark needs to not know. Yeah, fair. I don't think he's going to go running for press. Um, <laughs> Wait, Bi- Milo is killing Nova. I have to put this on time Twitter. <laughs> Isn't it always time Twitter? Okay. Yeah. And I think finally, just as a free action, I'm going to just say, I'm going to yell it so that hopefully Val can hear me. Uh, I'm just going to say, like, uh, maybe like Tinkerbell, we should all just think of things we want to do when we get home, just to, you know, think about not doing this day again and again, like what we want to do in the future. Like, I want to sit down and talk to my parents weepily uh, and, and maybe give Tegan a kiss. I want to be not in a shark. I want Val to be not in a shark. <laughs> Fur- further, further. John Paul, what do you want to do? Uh, I want to not be in a shark. <laughs> It's a good start. Just like, like I think I can. I think I can. Yes. I'm gonna get my girlfriend back. It's gonna be great. There you go. Focus on it. Yeah. Can you make an Arcana check for me? Oh, a CX. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> thank, thank you for trying. Uh, it is now John Paul's turn. John Paul is gonna run up to Milo. I mean, like, is, this is too much to handle, man. I could. Let me just, I can help you steer if that's something that you want me to do. I can hold the, do you want me to hold the controller? I can hold the controller. So if I give him the controller, would I be freed up to do other things? Is that what would happen? That he can be the one who holds the controller. That's my takeaway, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, unless you can, like, do magic, which I, I, wait, can you do magic? No, I don't, I don't. Hold the it. controller, just take the controller, please. Okay. Don't press any buttons. Okay. I'll try not to fall over. Uh, so John Paul can hold the controller for you. Great. So John Paul is currently the one holding the controller, and they are um, getting very ready to steer the ship, which is now being uh, still listing to the right, especially with the weight of the time shark leaning against it. It is now uh, Milo's turn. Think of the future, man. Dates you want to go on. Cars you want to buy. Uh, I'm going to buy so many uh, Funko Pops, but only the ones of the things that my girlfriend likes. Yes. It's not just like my own thing. There you go. I'm debating what I want to Probably do the thing that's coolest and sick as shit. <laughs> is the time shark on the boat? The time shark, yes, is on the boat. It's kind of like leaning leaning against it, like um, all of your friends sitting in the back of a pickup truck, and the weight of it is actually pretty bad, and you're worried that it's going. Your mom's gonna notice that like the suspension is off because all of your friends are leaning on the back of the pickup truck. It's a very specific reference, Eric. <laughs> I, I'm painting a word picture, Brandon. <laughs> uh, Milo's gonna turn towards the time shark and yell, hey, listen, and then cast Dominate Beast. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Uh, so I attempt to beguile a beast that I can see within range. You must make Hell a yeah. wisdom saving throw or be charmed by me for the duration. Great. What am I What am I trying to get? And since we're fighting the shark, it has advantage on the saving throw. And you must get a 17. How wise is a shark really? No whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. I can't tell because this is a time shark if it's super wise. <laughs> yeah, I rolled a four and then I rolled a 16. 16 plus four it is Damn a smart ass shark. No. I got it. What does Dominate Beast look like? You've never done this spell before. I think, yeah, Milo holds his hand out and says, hey, listen. And then the ghost arm just like shoots out of the of his hand and tries to like grapple whatever creature. So it's sort of like a like a hold. Yeah, I like that. You're trying to hold it back. And I think that once again, it like stops right in front of the time shark. And then it is reversed back in time, uh, like a sticky hand bopping back <laughs> back to it. Uh, wonderful. Okay, this is now Val's turn. Yeah, you are swallowed. You are rattling around uh, in the belly of the time shark. Uh, before you do anything, would you make an investigation or nature check for me? May I do the thing that I want to do first and then do that? Because I think that it will help with my investigation check. Does it involve bursting out of the time shark? No, it doesn't. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm going to use my bonus action to use Mantle of Flame. Hell yeah. Which means I shed bright light in a 30-foot radius and then yeah. dim light in an additional 30 feet. That's wonderful. Does that help with my investigation or nature check? It does, it does. I think that the inside of the time shark then like has the warm glow of a campfire, but and you are the campfire. Mm-hmm, cool. It's roomy in there. It is uh, like the inside of a minivan the size of the inside of a minivan in there. cool cool i'm obviously touching the shark because i am inside of the shark correct correct cool so any creature takes fire damage equal to my charisma modifier if it hits 
with a melee attack within 10 feet of me or touches me. Yeah, it's touching you. What? Uh, how much fire damage do I automatically take? It's only three damage. All right, but cool. That's something that is automatically going to happen every turn. I like that. As long as I'm inside of this and this mantle of flame lasts for one minute. Mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, it's a 12. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, 12 is going to do it. Uh, as you are you are getting your bearings, I think it's like you li- you lit a match on yourself, and now you're like looking around, like where am I? You say that you're inside of the time shark with a skeleton. The skeleton is wearing a tattered leotard with red and white stripes, kind of like in lightning bolts. You also look down, and they are wearing air jorbans, just like what Aggie picked up a little while ago. But these air jorbans have little wings on the back. And you can also see that the skeleton is incredibly picked clean. Uh, But the only other thing that stands out to you is that there is a, um, on a gold chain around the neck of the skeleton is an hourglass. It's turned upside down and all of the sand is currently sitting at the bottom. Cool. I am assuming that I can't raid this body and also attack the shark, right? Unfortunately, no. Yeah, I figured as much. Um, I will take the shoes and also the hourglass, though. Hell hell yeah. (laughs) Um, The shoes are just very cool, but the hourglass actually gives you uh, one free use of the haste spell. Cool. So, uh, which makes you go uh, super fast and and act very fast. It gives me an additional action on my turn, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, uh, I'll end my turn, I guess, because my action was raiding the body, yeah? You can make an investigation check as well. Okay. Ooh, ooh, 17 minus 1, 16. Wonderful. Both on the bottom of the shoes and engraved into the hourglass is the name Sonic Boom. Cool name. With an exclamation point at the end. Rip. So Sonic Boom! Rip to Sonic Boom, but I'm different. (laughs) All right. Uh, We're going to do initiative 10, um, this is going to happen for everybody except for Val, because Val is hanging out inside of the Time Shark. As uh, John Paul is holding on to the controller, he says, Watch out, there's a be water ahead! And I need everyone to make a, a strength saving throw to hold yourselves aloft during the uh, the waves of time battering against uh, the metaphorical pirate ship. 19. I rolled a 19. Okay, cool. Good job, team. Uh, John Paul also rolled a 17, so I think that you all hold your your stance pretty well. None of you are knocked over by the waves of time. And John Paul's like, no, Milo, I got it. If there's anything I'm good at, it's standing up and not falling down. Good. Great. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Don't worry. I got you. You believe it. I believe in you. Uh, what do you want to do after this? Pizza? <laughs> okay, we're thinking of Pizza. All right, it is now initiative one. We're going to do the seas of time. Uh, I'm going to raise this to 58 because Val is inside of the time shark. So it's going to be a little harder to steer. So we're trying to get uh, 58 here. Eric, do I need to roll spiritual search in this? Oh, yes, you do. Okay, I'm going to roll my spiritual search real fast. I got an eight. That's fine. I'm up to three. You're great. Oh, no. (laughs) I got a nat one. Hey, guess who also got a nat one? I got an at 20, so I think <laughs> all together, you know, I, it's something. I don't think even with your nat 20, we no. also, with our two nat ones, no. I don't think that's going to help. It's okay, guys. I rolled a nat 2, so it's totally fine. All right. Okay, so uh, I think that John Paul, the, you see, feel the ship lurch to the right. And John Paul's like, I'm steering the best that I can. This is Mario 64. I see everything in front of me kind of indicates that it is Mario 64. <laughs> was there a time shark in Mario 64? No, what, I thought uh, that's what the game genie was. It was the time <laughs> shark. The Game Boy also had the game shark, right? Which was The like game the, shark, was, that's what I was yeah. looking for. I got you. Thank you. All right, it is once again the time shark's turn and the time shark's gonna go try to uh, mash down on our good friend Aggie. I, I like to imagine that you can, uh, for a moment, as it opens its jaws as wide as possible, you see Val, the glowing visage of Val inside of the time shark. Don't worry, it's gonna be fine. What's up, Maggie? Hey, <laughs> there's a dead guy in here. Oh. Oh no. So I'm not feeling super confident, but weird is what it is. Uh, what is your current AC? Uh, 15. Okay, uh, because you were twice as big and because you're a monk, um, your AC is raised to 18 because you're you're larger and you can like grab the 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 bite of the time shark. Put my hand all over its snoot. 
push it back. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, okay. I rolled a 14. That's not going to do it. And uh, I rolled a 16. That's not going to do it. Oh, hell so yeah. the time shark yes. munch, tries to munch down on you, but you are too large and you are able to... Do you like hold the, the jaws of the shark open? I think I just have one hand open, like pushing its snoot so that it can't get close enough to bite me. Like I have like a firm grip. I like that. It's like... Rah, 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 yep. rah. Absolutely. I love that. Eric, would you say that Aggie is within five feet of me? Um, no, you were kind of like the... Uh, you, because you are over at the other side of the ship, I feel like you are okay. uh, not right next to each other. But uh, John Paul is, right? John Paul is right next to you, yeah. Cool. Cool. Uh, wonderful. All right, that was the Time Shark's turn. Uh, because it was the Time Shark's turn, Julia, um, inside Val needs to deal with the uh, digestion of, of the Time Shark. You just feel like you've been in there forever and you're never going to get out and it's only no. going to feel longer and longer and longer as you're in there. Um, and maybe you don't even feel the acid of the Time Shark stomach burning into you. You're going to take 66. What? You're going to take 18 points of acid damage. Okay. It is now Aggie's turn. Aggie, uh, please roll um, on, on a D8 for me. Four. Aggie, as you're you're shrinking down, you're returning back to normal size. And I feel like your arms don't necessarily feel like they're yours for a little while. It's like your, your body changed and then it changed back. What, whatever you do next round, you get disadvantage on it because your arms don't feel like, like itself as you're coming down off the mushrooms. Okay. Okay. Aggie, it is now your turn. I think I'm gonna take off my hat and use it to try to split open the shark side. Hell yeah. Hell that yeah. Good. I, like I want to like fill it, the shark. Okay, cool. So um, all of the attacks you make uh, you make are going to be with disadvantage. Sure. Okay, first attack was a 12. It's not going to do it. And then the next one was a 15 with disadvantage. Uh, 15's not going to do it. I, your AC is 16. The, the rough hide of the time shark will, will not be filleted. I think I'll spend a key point to just do flurry of blows and make two more unarmed strikes. Cool. Punch that shark. Punch that shark. Okay, I got a 17 to hit. That hits. Nice. And then a 26 to hit. That hits. I like how you put your hat back on and you're like, I'm going to punch it instead. This is me. It's like when you leave your house without your ring or your necklace. You're like, this just isn't me. Yeah, I understand. I got a six plus five plus six is 17 damage. Great. 17 damage it is. Boom. I'm coming for you, Val. And also, when I get home, I am I definitely want to go through my closet. There's a lot of clothing there that I have not worn in, like, five, six years. And, like, why am I holding on to it when someone else could use it? You know? It's just, like, it's been on my mind. Uh, make an arcana check for me. I will. Okay. Uh, I got a, a net one, so I'm going to use my last luck point and re-roll it. <laughs> oh, okay. shit. 15. You have a sudden thought. While you're standing out there punching this time shark, <laughs> excited about what you're going to clear out of your closet, you have a thought that's like, man, the last time that I did this, that I did a big purge, I went all the way to Danny's apartment and I cleaned out his apartment. I wonder what he's doing right now. Does anybody have an interpretation of what this means? No idea. <laughs> and for sure, a moment sure. you think, oh, man, I wish Danny was here. I think for the first time in my life, I think, yeah, I wish Danny was here. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Danny had the power, and we were talking about the, like, flow of time with Danny and, like, the inevitability of the moments that he paints, correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's all I have in terms no, of interpretation of what Eric just said. Yeah, yeah. no, no, that's, that's really helpful. And just before my turn ends, Eric, do I remember any paintings that Danny's ever made that remind me of the scene I see in front of me? That's a good question. Make a history check. Twelve. No, I don't think so. I think that maybe when he was like kind of painting around or cleaning out his brushes, maybe you looked down and you saw that the, the muddy water reminds you now of both the infinite sky and the infinite ocean below you. But nothing nothing specific, just like this. Cool. I just, I had a little flash of like, you see beautiful colors of anything that your eyes are focusing on, but in your periphery, everything is just like a very muddy, like brown gray of like all the colors together. Mm -hmm. And that just freaked me the fuck out. So thanks for this word picture. I really enjoy it. Absolutely. <laughs>
Hey, it's Amanda. Annoyingly, guys, getting up early and doing some yoga on my roof in the sun. It improves my mood. And uh, I wish that weren't true, but making myself do something in the morning that is just for me, it makes me smile, lets me look at the birds and, and the trees and the light. It's really nice. And whether that's sitting by a window reading or doing a craft or going outside or just sitting on your stoop for a few minutes, I hope that you have the chance to enjoy the weather wherever you are. Welcome to the mid-roll. Firstly, welcome to everybody who joined our Patreon in the last week or two, Violet, Louise, Mate, and Lynn. We are very, very grateful that you are prioritizing supporting a podcast that means something to you each month. We're really, really grateful. We couldn't keep making the show without the support of all of our patrons, so thank you all so much. And if you out there want to be part of our Patreon family, we're always looking for more people to come in and share your cooking and your pets and your RPG stories in our Discord. You also get NPC stories and playlists and all the stuff that's been here for four years plus of Patreon. It's a lot. So if you're able, please do join us for as little as $5 a month at patreon.com slash join the party pod. Did you know? That Multitude reserves 10 hours of staff time every month for free consulting and advice for members of underrepresented groups in audio? If that's you, go to multitude.productions and click on free consulting. We have free articles, a very affordable podcast launch kit, and a whole lot of templates for all of you aspiring or current podcasters out there. So head over to multitude.productions to take advantage of free consulting or check out all of the other resources there for you. This episode is sponsored by NordVPN. A VPN, if you don't know, is a virtual private network, and it's something that I've been using for several years. It's really nice just to know, particularly if you are getting out and about more and you're going to do some work or hang out in a park or in a public space on public Wi-Fi, it protects your internet connection and privacy online. And NordVPN is a really good way to make sure that you are protected and anonymized online. They give you a fast connection with no data logging and double data encryption for increased anonymity. I love reading this copy, guys. It's like I'm about to pull off a heist at any moment, but it's just good for daily life. It's good to use while traveling in public places, airports, coffee shops, wherever you are. And, you know, if I were doing a heist, I think that being a Wi-Fi network called like coffee shop free Wi-Fi would be a good way to do it. So listen, don't do that. Don't fall for the heist. Protect your data. Go to nordvpn.com slash join the party or use the coupon code join the party at checkout to get a two year plan plus an additional month with a huge discount. That's nordvpn.com slash join the party or use code join the party at checkout. We would also love to tell you about our friends at the Dungeon Cast. They break down classes to help you build incredible characters covering every single monster in the game so you can expand your repertoire. They get into lore that's really hard to find and share their favorite ridiculous parts of this game system. So whether you are a casual D&D fan or player who just wants to learn more about the monsters available to you or you're a dungeon master who wants to learn more about how to completely wreck your players, this is the show for you. They're also one of our earliest friends in the D&D space. And Eric was on the show to talk about monks and then again to revisit ranger subclasses. So those are great episodes for you to start with if you're looking for some. Just search for the Dungeon Cast in your podcast app or on YouTube to check them out. That's the Dungeon Cast in any podcast app or on YouTube. And finally, we are sponsored by BetterHelp, a secure online counseling service. They connect you with licensed counselors through their secure app, letting you message with your therapist and schedule live phone or video sessions. You can find a counselor by specialty. So no matter where you are in the world, you get to have a therapist that has the skills that you need for you. And because BetterHelp wants you to find the best therapeutic match possible, it is easy and free to switch counselors if you need to. That does not happen elsewhere. They're also more affordable than traditional counseling, and they offer financial aid, which I think is awesome. So once again, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and Join the Party listeners get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash join the party. That's betterhelp.com slash join the party for 10% off your first month. And now let's get back to the show. It is now John Paul's turn. John Paul is going to double down on making sure that he knows how to uh, how to do this. And he's like, oh, I was holding it wrong. I had Z held down the entire time. I told you not to press buttons. I had to put turbo on. I was trying to put turbo on. Also, I'm the captain now. Shut up. And uh, he's going to have advantage on his next uh, yeah. ste- on the next steering wheel. Look at this character growth. Uh, it is now Milo's turn. Val. 
Can you withstand 12 points of damage right now? If I have to. Inside of the shark, Val does not take damage unless like it goes all the way through. Yes, actually, that was my second question. So that's great. Would you say that Val is within 30 feet of me? I would say that. And would you say that the shark's mouth is open enough for, let's say, a vine to go into? I mean, the gaps between those teeth, like it has never seen orthodontia because beauty standards are different for sharks. Yeah, especially in the time realm. Yeah, I think if you wanted to shoot some sort of ghostly vine in there, you could. Cool, okay. Milo looks at the shark and yells, Val, I'm sorry! And then uh, shoots his ghostly hand out from his arm into the shark's mouth and is going to try to pull Val out using Thorn Whip. So... Whoa. Hmm. I have to make a melee spell attack against the target, but if the target's unwilling, can't they just like just decide to take it or whatever? Or is willing? I'm going to say using Thornwill uh, non-traditionally like this, you're going to have to make a ranged attack roll to see how well this does if you can get in there and whether or not you're just going to get inside of the shark or if you're just going to get like the shark's teeth or something. Okay, so that's plus dex, right, for ranged attacks? Plus dex. And then would you say I'm probably proficient with this because I'm magic? Uh, all right, all right. That's I can fine. picture you grabbing the remote from like the side of the couch where you left it from your bed with this spell. <laughs> yeah. I mean, almost definitely, Amanda. Almost definitely. I'm gonna say this is really difficult. I'll give you the proficiency, but like this is DC 18, baby. Well, I only got 14. Okay, 14. I'm still gonna let you hit the shark. Okay, it's 2d6 piercing. So that is eight damage. Great. And then I say to Val, I'm sorry again, Val. I failed you. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So that is 25 damage in total between the two of you. So I'm going to make a constitution saving throw to see if it throws up Val. Yay. Yay. I mean, Val is so spicy. Wouldn't it get heartburn? Doesn't that help? <laughs> you know what? It does help. I'm actually going to add do minus one to this roll. So I rolled constitution plus six but six minus one for five plus seven is only a 12. Oh no. Oh no. And then the shark goes, and John Paul also hurls on his own shoes as the spicy vowel gets tossed back up uh, with the skeleton holding on to your foot. The skeleton is holding on to my foot? Yeah, it also is holding on to your foot. (laughs) What? Was the skeleton a person? Did I steal from a person? No, in the uh, that was just that was just a fun thing that I did in okay. the in the tumult of it being thrown up by the time shark, the time shark kind of jangled up the skeleton that it was holding up to you, and then both you and the skeleton are vomited out of the time shark. Val kind of gently kicks the skeleton off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you are regurgitated. It's now Val's turn. Cool. Hooray! Just in time. I'm gonna rage. Hell yeah. Smart. Yeah. Yeah, your fiery rage, you are enwreathed in flame and also vibrating super fast and angry. Great. What I'm going to do is I'm going to attack the shark with punches. (laughs) So I went into a rage. I'm going to attack this shark twice. Nice. It's a 19 plus. That does it. A lot of numbers. That's fine. You (laughs) did it already. And then my second one was a 13 plus two plus six, I believe. Yeah, that does it. Cool. So it is 1d6 bludgeoning, 1d6 fire, plus two for rage, plus four for strength with proficiency. <laughs> Damn, Julia. And I'm sorry, N plus three, just general because I have the mantle of flame going and it's my charisma modifier. Yeah. So. Hot nail. No different between the fire and the punch. So you can just add, add that all together for me. 14 plus 3 is 17 on the first attack. Hell yeah. 18. Great. Hell yeah. What does it look like now that you're vomited up by the time shark? How do you go to town on it? I just punch it real hard. It's just reverberating through. I love you covered in like time goo as you're just like beating the crap out of this thing. Yeah, this you're, you're definitely doing some damage. I love it. So the waves are now once again hitting the side of the of the boat as they come around in a circle as you are in the whirlpool. So it once again hits the side of the boat. Everyone, everyone, including John Paul, will make a strength saving throw. Ten. I 
rolled with advantage. I have 17 plus eight. I'm gonna use my uh, phantasma duct and replace my strength with the wisdom. So five plus nine for 14. Nice. nice. I love that. Like the ghost hand reaches out and stabilizes you against a pole or something. Yeah. I love that. Aggie, you failed. You're kind of like knocked off your feet as you were so happy to see Val again. You're knocked over your feet and some of the wa- the ocean water rises up and splashes you. What are the names of all your siblings? Aggie, Danny, Cassie, Regan, Ryan, Kelly, Quinn. Rename one of them for me. What? <laughs> okay. Um, Aggie, Danny, Aaron, Regan, Ryan, Kelly, Quinn. Your closest sister, the oldest sister, other than you, is named Aaron, and has always been named Aaron. What? We have what? to change the merch around now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. It is now the seas of time. Let's make a turn. Let's try to steer the ship, baby. This is going to be just regular, so we're trying to get a 55 here. World of 14. I rolled a non, uh, non-natural non 20. Dirty 20s. Eight. All right. I rolled a 13, which totals to 55 exactly. Oh, Jesus. Thank God. Y'all are right on course. John Paul holds the L button and power slides you somewhere in his gut. And in all of your guts, you're all willing yourselves back to your regular timeline. John Paul, please press that button and that button only. <laughs> he, sal- he salutes you. Like a jaunty <laughs> captain. <laughs> All right, it is now the Time Shark's turn. Time Shark! Time, time shark, shark is unhappy that you are all, uh, you're blasting it so much. The Time Shark is going to open up its mouth, and I think that some of that, that stuff that's been rattling around inside of its stomach has been uh, preparing to come out. And you literally feel just like the essence of time being pulled back as it blasts all of you with just this icy feeling like you feel nearly the energy and the the time and the and the youth from your body just coming out and it is exhaling a 30 foot cone which hits all three of you oh including john paul that hits all four of you um and i need everyone to make constitution saving throws please nat 20 25 oh net 20 motherfucker yeah what? jesus christ are you serious yeah jeez Time is bending toward us winning this fight. Um, okay, I rolled a three for John Paul, which is bad for John oh, Paul. Bad. Okay, you guys, yeah, as a saving throw, you guys all take 19 points of cold damage. And John Paul takes 38 points of cold damage, and John Paul is down. Like, he, he looks 20 years older. Like, there's wrinkles all over his skin, and his hairline has pulled back significantly. Um, and he just hits the deck and drops the controller. The people who rolled in that 20, uh, you feel revitalized. It's, you're, you're nearly reversing the power of, of, of this thing. And I want you to take, um, you get eight points of damage healed. Wonderful. It's like you were put in like cryo freeze and like, your body's like, oh, hell yeah. Thank you. And Milo in his head thinks, I'm Captain America. <laughs> exactly. The time shark then winks at an imaginary camera and you see once again a splash panel. Time shark doing time breath. Wow. And then there's a guitar solo. I'm going to use my Halo Spirits reaction mm. to slap the shark as it's doing its guitar solo and it takes uh, six damage. All right. Brutal. Wonderful. Brutal. And the time shark looks pretty satisfied with itself that it, that it did that. How nice for it. <laughs> Um, it is now Aggie's turn. Yeah, I mean, I have to just run to John Paul and heal him. Do it. I got the shark, Aggie. You take care of that guy. I'm not sure of exactly how close Aggie is, but it's not like monk stuff not a problem. I just want to get over there in a cool way. I want to like run like across the edges of the ship, like the railing yeah, of the ship. Yeah, that's no problem. Swing that's through fine. the rigging a little. Have oh, some fun yeah. with it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah. Through the rigging. Yeah, totally want to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So basically, I'm going to roll four D12s plus wisdom to each and get that much HP back. Great. That's pretty good. So that's 36 hit points back to John Paul. Mm. John Paul, all of the energy comes back. His hairline goes back to where it was. He can drive at night again. He's like, this is going to be a perfect for me to put on my Tinder again. <laughs> no, wait, I'm going to stay with my girlfriend. Why did I say that? Thank you. Front <laughs> in the face. Focus, man, focus. Ah! <laughs> Once John Paul is definitely alive and, and up again, 
I am going to think more about my family. And like, if a thought of my family is coming to me, it feels like I should follow that instinct. And so I'm just going to sort of like close my eyes and recreate my living room around me. I'm going to think about the feel of my cat and the smell of my coffee maker and the sounds of the raccoons trying to get into my trash can behind my cottage and just the way the light filters in in the morning when I get up at, at six every day and just try to pull focus as much as I can. So I would like to try to dedicate whatever is left of the rest of my turn or just try to anchor myself as much as possible to my timeline. Sure, make an arcana check. And you can roll with advantage because that was pretty. <laughs> 11. 11. Okay, I will shave two points off of that. You need a 53. Okay. Uh, it is John Paul's turn. John Paul is once again going to hold himself on here and be like, so uh, do, do you think I should get back with my girlfriend? We didn't really, we didn't really talk about it, and you just feel like someone who like really tells me how it is. First, I'm gonna point and make sure he puts a hand on the wheel. He's holding, he's holding the N64 in one hand. Yeah. Um, You know, I I think that the question is not really if it's good for you to get back together with her, but whether you have the, you know, the the courage and the ability and the willingness to to really like be vulnerable with her and 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 tell her what it's all about. Because if you if you put your heart out there and you really honestly have a discussion, like the outcome is less important than the fact that you did it. You know what I mean? Remember that voicemail? That was like a few hours ago. That that happened, and you could do the same thing, only better and like live and not and not in a in a uh, a mouth text. A mouth text. A mouth. Text. <laughs> oh yeah. I don't know. I'll think about it. It's just that, like maybe I'll tell people that like I I steered a boat. Uh, that would make me look pretty cool on the dating apps. I don't know. But like you know that you steered the boat, and isn't isn't that like more powerful? You know what I mean? No, I really want people to know about it. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. All right. Well, you got me behind sorry, you. Sorry, I didn't learn anything from this magical adventure we had to there. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. It ain't over yet, buddy. Actually, I'm not that sorry. That's what I learned. I'm not sorry. I didn't learn anything. I, I gotta be me. Pro- gotta be me, man. I gotta be John Paul. That's progress, John Paul. You know. <laughs> All right, John Paul's gonna have advantage on his role. It is now Milo's turn. All right. For anyone wondering, Thorn Whip was a cantrip so i did not have to roll my spell search mm. just heads up yeah it's good shit so milo is realizing that none of his offensive attacks is working so <laughs> he's gonna cast enhance ability and use owl's wisdom to give at fourth level to give everyone except for me advantage on wisdom checks Ooh, thanks Ooh, and cool. it is lasts for an hour and as long as i concentrate on it it continues Hell yeah. All right. I will change the bonus that John Paul gets because if you're giving him advantage, I'll, I'm will i going to shave a few, uh, three more points off the DC. So we're looking for 50. Tight. Nice. Cool. Tuna's going to appear and hop as if the Cheshire cat from each person and just give them a, a nice little lick on their cheek. And then they feel street smart. <laughs> <laughs> Wise. I like, I like that. But not in the way we define it usually in English. I like that. I think that you all feel Tuna on your shoulder, uh, and for a moment you hear like Tuna's whispering in every, in every single one of your ears. And to Aggie, he was like, mm, "That was really nice that you stood up to your mom. She sucks." And to Val, <laughs> and to Val, Val was like, "I really liked it when you um, exploded that thing. That was cool. You're Thanks. great." And to John Paul, he hears, "I I really like your Funko Pop collection. I think it's really neat and, and cool." And in your ear, you also hear Tuna say, I probably should have told you this, but um, I was actually in the time loop the entire time. Was that bad? I didn't tell you. <laughs> God damn it, Tuna. You just didn't, you didn't ask. There's a shark. Go away. <laughs> I know where your keys are. <laughs> you want to know? <laughs> I, I should just tell you. I put them under your pillow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to roll my um, spell surge. Yep. Oh, Tuna. 17. We You're up good. Two, four. Hell yeah. Delicious. Let's go. All right. It's now Val's turn. Punch in the shark. Punch in the shark. <laughs> all right. 17 plus all That's going to do stuff. it. Uh, and 15 plus all of my other stuff. That's going to do it. Cool. 15 total on the first attack. Hell yeah. 16 on the second attack. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use my bonus action to use my battle reacher armor. Nice. Ooh. 18 plus all the other stuff. Yeah, that's going to do it. It's 4, 8 plus 3, 
11. The funny thing is about this class is that it's just like, I'm going to do a fuck ton of damage. Is that okay? Okay, <laughs> bro. Uh, yeah, man. You're having an epic battle with a shark. It looks tight as hell. It's like what's on the side of a, a van. I'm very pissed at the shark. <laughs> it's just you with with these fiery, glowing hands, fire glowing all around you, just having it out with this ethereal guardian uh, swimming around trying to bite you. It is now the waves of time. I need everyone to do a strength saving throw. 22. 15. 16. Okay, you all save. I mean, none of you get pushed over. You all hold yourselves fast, especially because... You don't want to. You don't want to go in the water. Mm-mm. Okay, it is now the seas of time. Let's fucking turn it out, y'all. We need a fifty. All right, everyone has advantage. Okay. I rolled a fourteen. Ten. Eleven. Not good. Hell yeah, I got an eighteen that gives mm. us fifty-three. Woo! Paul, you're learning. Hell yeah. He's like, oh, I somehow I got a mushroom. Is that good? <laughs> The ship just yes. uh, continues charging forward, not getting caught up in the whirlpool. I think that in the in the near distance, you see a small square that looks different than everything else around you, than the like undulating colors of the sky and the wine dark glitter of the, of the sea. And it, it looks like outside. It looks like your regular time, and you are getting closer and closer. We almost there, gang. Milo yells out. No one tell Tuna they helped, please. <laughs> I'm a, I'm here. I know I helped the entire time. No, I go away. Integral. I was integral to the entire operation. <laughs> it is now the Time Shark's turn. The Time Shark is mad that it's getting fucking punched around and it's going to munch down on Val. Try it. Dirty 20. Yeah, that'll hit. Now thinking about like compliment postcards with Tuna on them. <laughs> as a merch item. Uh, that is 18 points of piercing damage. I assumed it's halved because you're raging. Yes. All right, so nine points of piercing damage. How you doing, bud? Uh, I'm at 18, so not super great. And you need to make a grapple check. You need to hit, get an 18 either with athletics or uh, acrobatics. It's a 13 plus four, so a 17. That's not going to do it. You once again get swallowed into the bowels oh my God. of the shark. <laughs> The time tongue grabs you. It takes three damage. (laughs) (laughs) And you are once again pulled in there. No. You are lit once again uh, in the bowels of the time shark. I'll ask on my turn if there's anything new in here. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) It is now Aggie's turn. How is the shark looking? Like an asshole. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with Brandon, like an, <laughs> like an asshole. You can make a nature check to see uh, what a shark looks like if it's beat up. Yeah. Nine. It looks that looks like a glittering rainbow shark. I think what I don't come in the shark. I'll be okay. Yeah, I, I can. Don't, I can don't come you. in the shark. I can heal you after you get out just as easy as I can now. Hopefully I get out without dying, but we'll see how it goes. All right, I'm gonna try the hat thing again because I think it looks cool and I don't want my last attempt at it to be a failure. So I'm gonna try to slash <laughs> the shark with my hat. This is regular. You don't have disadvantage uh, anymore. Cool. Okay, one is a 17 to hit and then a 23 to hit. Those both hit. Great. Slice it up. Uh, that's nine points of damage. Okay. I'm gonna use a key point to punch it twice. Okay. A 24 and an 18 to hit. Uh, those hit. Uh, 16 points of damage. Aggie, finish the time shark. <gasps> Yay! Yay! Oh, that's the coolest thing to do. Stick your head in the gills. <laughs> stick, your, stick your head in the gills. Yeah, like Kali Ma, this shit, where you stick your hand in and just pull <laughs> Val out through the stomach. I think Aggie sits back for a second and thinks about what the coolest thing to describe to her siblings later is going to be. <laughs> and then she punches both sides of the shark in both the gills at once and sort of like a Looney Tunes like kind of effect. I love that. All right. The time shark is now down uh, with Val inside of it. It feels dead. Did you kill it? (laughs) From inside the shark. It stopped doing stuff on the inside. (laughs) I think you've killed the time shark. Oh no. Uh, And the time shark is now slowly sliding back into the water. 
and it's like it, it's been half out of the water and half in the water. Um, Val, on your turn, you're, you're no longer like restrained in there, so you can kind of walk out. But uh, this is going to be a little uh, a little complicated as the shark is sliding back into the water, into the quote unquote time water, and uh, it's going to be a thing. So we're going to stay in initiative till we're, we're totally finished there. It is now John Paul's turn. John Paul is going to hold fast to the controller. Be like, I definitely got it, guys. Don't worry. I'm really good at steering. He's going to shave off three again, so you're now down to 52. And it is now Milo's turn. Milo's just going to hunker down next to John Paul and continue hoping that his colleagues and friends are wise. Oh, yeah. You're going to maintain concentration on Tuna's wise wise bits in people's ear. <laughs> yeah, I didn't want to give Tuna the credit and satisfaction of that, but yes. <laughs> nice. Has Tuna ever helped you ever? Tuna's definitely like been in a couple photos on some dating apps. So, you know, mm-hmm. tangentially. That's good. <laughs> uh, make an Arcana <laughs> check for me. 16 plus 5 for 21. A 21. I think you're you're excited to put Tuna in more embarrassing costumes uh, and poses for your dating app. I think uh, it's going to be a little bit easier for the inevitability of going back to where you are is going to power you through. I'm going to shave. It's going to be back down to 50. Wonderful. Yeah. Milo's just thinking about um, how ridiculous and cute it can be to put Tuna in a bubblebee outfit for his tender. And how, how little. And Tuna does not like being a bumblebee. No. Just to confirm. I just want to confirm. Because, you know, some <laughs> cats like being a bumblebee. <laughs> Uh, it is now Val's turn. Val, the time shark has stopped moving as you were just hanging out in the bowels of the time shark. Um, and it, you feel it like it's the feeling of, of like inertia. You feel the shark slipping into the water and you got to bust out. You can use your full movement to get out of there, but I need you to make a dexterity saving throw to uh, hop back onto the ship. Okay, cool. Uh, 17 plus one. <laughs> yeah, what does that look like? God, it's like a weird, like, reverse birth thing happening where Val is just <laughs> crawling out of the shark very quickly and very creepily. <laughs> you did go scrambling with Hitomi on a trail that one time, and I think it's really coming in handy. Yeah. I think Val's also thinking, like, all right, when we get the place together, we got to get, like, a nice bathtub in whatever apartment we get that also fits Hitomi because her legs are extremely long. <laughs> yeah. Make an arcana check for me. With Hitomi's bird bones, does she float? <laughs> yes. Ooh, uh, 16 minus 1. Nice. You are thinking about going back to Hitomi and how wonderful it's going to be to see her again, especially now that you've uh, taken so many times to get it right of how cool it's going to be to move in. And it's going to be a little bit easier to get on home. I'm reducing now to 48. Cool. Nice. And I guess I'll just take my... Because the danger is out, so I'll stop raging and I guess I'll just like focus on home and, and ships and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. It is now time for the waves of time. I think that you you hear like burbling from the infinite whirlpool of time being like that shark existed even before time itself. <laughs> it swam in nothingness and now you guys fucking punched it. <laughs> we did do that. <laughs> Metaphorically! Why would you do that? It was cool. It was just hanging out. And you shouldn't be here. It's just stunning us. It's just stunned. No, it's so it's dead. Super I, I'm dead. an ethereal being. Why would you lie? <laughs> it's more like, like yeah, I was inside thinking. it. It was super dead. Like like manifesting what I wanted to happen. Fuck it's really rude of you guys. You shouldn't even be here, mere mortals. In the raw essence of time. There's probably a timeline where the shark isn't dead. Also really rude to say in the raw essence of time. Stop making jokes. I was trying to be, like, cool about it. Send us home, then. We don't want to be here. No! Fuck you! (laughs) The waves... Time just told us, fuck you. (laughs) The waves are coming harder and harder. You know how in Marvel they they put in literal death? This is literal time that just said, fuck you to you guys. Cool. Um, And uh, the the waves are coming harder now. Um, So this is going to be a higher DC for you to hold on. It's still going to be a strength check. I got a 21. 16. 9. (sighs) Okay. 
I, I got nothing left. I got no more luck points. Brandon. Uh-huh. Give a new product that Thornhill Coffee does. It's no longer a coffee shop. <gasps> what is it no. a change? <gasps> oh, no. Um, trying to think of the most hipster-ass shit. Yeah. I think it's a saltwater taffy place now. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All over and spreading all over the eastern seaboard. They were the first place to push into saltwater taffy in upstate New York. It's like Absolutely. craft saltwater taffy that only your great grandpa used to make in a smock with a mustache. Yeah. And the salt it's the saltwater taffy factory in Company Tent. I feel extremely jersified in a way that I don't appreciate being violated. <laughs> We're going to come back to Aggie. So once again, the waves are crashing against the, the pirate ship and the water splashes up and he, it hits Milo. And Milo, you're like, man, I really want some saltwater taffy when I get back. That's exactly what I want from Thornhills, right? I taste the salt water in my, on my lips. And I think that John Paul also gets splashed with some of the time ocean. And he says, you know, maybe I'm spending too much on Beanie Babies. I thought they were going to be expensive. I mean, <laughs> valuable at one point, but now I'm not sure. And you rolled a nine, Aggie? Yeah. Make it a dexterity saving throw. 18. Okay. At one particular wave hits the side of the boat with such force, you stumble and you go over the side of the boat. What? And you were able to hold yourself on. That's what that dexterity saving throw was. You were able to pull yourself back up because you're a monk. And that's what monks do. But like your feet and ankles and shins have been dragging in that water for an extended period of time. And you feel different. And like, you don't know what's changed in your life, but you, you, you are a different person than when you went into the raw power of time. Oofed. So we'll put a pin in that, we'll come back to that. <laughs> Oh, no. But you can pull your, with that dexterity saving throw, you, you can pull yourself back onto the boat. Nothing okay. more anxiety ridden than a DM saying, we'll come back to that. Yeah, no, truly. Right? Truly feel pinned and wriggling to the wall. Yeah. All right. You pull yourself back into the boat and it is now time for steering into the seas of time. We're doing, we're looking for a 48 wisdom. Everyone has advantage. 15. Oh, 13. 7. Y'all. I rolled a two. Oh, shit. And then a five, totaling 50. Oh. Oh, thank God. Oh, my God. JP, man. I headcanon, this is really because of all of our relationship talks. I feel like he's really, <laughs> he's really improving. With all of your power and all of your thoughts steering out towards home and where you should be, you are going closer and closer to that square. That square, and you see that as it zooms in. All of you see your, your bed again. You see where you were at 9 a.m. on May 1st, but you know when you get in there, you're going to wake up the next day. And he's just like, this is just like Peter Pan, right? You're like, you are going straight on until morning. And you get closer and closer and closer. And eventually, the pirate ship just kind of like, it's like it's going behind a curtain. So you see it disappear as, you, as it pushes towards that square of the future of May 2nd, right? It's like the bow like starts to disappear as if it's like it's going into just somewhere else and it's starting to just go and, and disappear and disappear and disappear. And eventually that curtain of May 2nd is coming for all of you. And John Paul says, I'm sorry it didn't get better. But like, you know, maybe another day. And everything goes to white. And all of your alarms go on. You all check your phones immediately. And it's May 2nd. And you all get a notification that it's Eric Silver's birthday and you should write on his Facebook wall. Aggie, what time do you actually wake up on a Saturday? Man, I'm waking up at like 10 a.m. If I'm not on shift, if I'm not working, I am hanging out in 
my cabin as long as my dog pizza will let me before he wakes me up to go out. (gasps) No. All right. I don't like it. You wake up. It's 10 a.m. The birds are chirping. It's just maybe you hear some little chittering raccoons that are circling your, your trash cans and your phone buzzes. I pick it up off the side table and it's laying next to my uh, my like satellite radio that I use for work. But um, this is my my super phone and it is uh, nice and slick. And I open it up. <laughs> and you get a text from Tegan Murphy who says, Hey, the article is going to be shared out in a few, but I wanted you to have this as soon as it was published. Quick disclaimer, I started writing this before our date, I promise. But you're also a great hero, so it's worth it. Date? I type back, thank you, babe. I'm going to check it out right now, XXMT. And then I'm going to open the attachment. What do they send? Ah! <laughs> Tegan Murphy has written another uh, like long profile on Average Bear Reads or whatever I call that. <laughs> that <laughs> average like, Bear prestige. Reports. Yeah, Average Bear Reports, the, the prestige uh, vertical for Average Bear. Uh, and the article is called, I'm Living in the Superhero City and It is Super Normal. And uh, the article is pretty in-depth, more like Tegan's experience, like living in Lake Town City over the last few weeks and months, touching on a lot, all the different uh, superheroes and vigilantes and supervillains that are around some of the things that have intersected with the stuff that the LT3 has done. Um, and also, there there was a, a story of the Night of Mirrors busting, like, uh, a crime syndicate that was using the dark web, you know, stuff like that. But there's a really brilliant graphic at the top, which, which is actually the, the thing that catches your eye. It's like a pop art version of the comic books. And it had that that coloring, that layering of like the little dots mm. that are over white, like lots of primary colors, lots of shadows and black lines. Uh, the main thing is there's this grayscale rendering of the Lake Town City skyline, and all of these heroes are bursting out from behind them in these brilliant primary colors. Starting from the left, the upcountry keepers, Emily is unsheathing her sword and the red and the blue Whoa! of the sword. <laughs> <laughs> so the commenters are already booing Emily Slaughter. Aggie goes, ugh, and moves her thumb to cover Emily's face. <laughs> yeah. There's taxonomy as a moose with her antlers down. Flyboy is zooming face first in a danger with her arms backwards like a Naruto run and then the middle is a night of mirrors sliding like in a fast and furious movie and then the lt3 there's like an all red volcani doing a two-handed fiery slam kilanova's ghost hand shooting out that glittery ghost powers that we know and love and then there is aggie on the right you're wearing forced green coveralls with black patches surrounding the knees and elbows and those coveralls are zipped all the way up like a like a winter jacket so they can cover your neck and the bottom part of your face like over your mouth right below your nose and you also have dark tinted circular welder's goggles on that are obscuring your eyes and you're reaching out with both hands to grab something far away that's like way off page but that's actually quite easy for you to do because your arms have stretched out to three times their normal size what the what and the caption below says powered people from left to right Emily Slaughter, Taxonomy, Flyboy, Night of Mirrors, Vulcani, Kilanova, and Multitool. <gasps> what? <gasps> what? What a good name! <laughs> you can't just, you can't, you, what are the, what, what are all the tools? List them in order. <laughs> so good! 